Welcome to the My Rules of Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. I released a little bit of audio with Barney Dicker recently to explain some of the reasons for the silence, and unfortunately, even after this recording, the situation has gotten worse. So, well, I'm now in a position where I've said to the folks in the UK to down tools if things can't improve after two weeks. So, I initially found this issue with regards to the postal service in the US that everything international had a substantial delay associated with it. And the US Postal Service has been pretty honest on their website, indicating that they're not flying to England and large parts of Europe now. So my second thought was, let's try FedEx, see if that fixes that. And a package, test package, well, it's hardly a test package. It actually contains painted miniatures. So contains something of some value, is lost. It went to... Memphis, Tennessee, they had a snowstorm. No one decided to check up on what was happening with the stuff going through customs. It was lost in customs on the 2nd of February. And I've sent emails describing the package, photographs of what the package should look like, or at least its dimensions, bunch of different things to the uh, FedEx. And none of that seems to resolve the issue. The package is just lost. And really, I wouldn't even rate FedEx. I'm not going to be sending anything with FedEx in the future unless I absolutely have to. I, the shipper only, allows FedEx because, yeah, they're even worse than the U.S. Postal Service. Then I went to USPS, USPS, no, UPS, to try and get a package to England to see if we could get a package to England through UPS. And for the rate for the time, they sent it out through the Postal Service which is a phenomenon that I've encountered through Germany as well, where DHL will just put it on the postal service and see the problems that occur through doing that. So I went into the UPS store with a package, paid $260 and change to get it to England. They gave me a packing number, which wasn't valid. The next day I called back and said the packing number is not valid. What's happened to the package? They have no records of the package being sent. So that one contained unpainted miniatures, but still something of relative value. So that package may be through just honor alone. <laughs> the various services that are supposed to handle that get that package to England. I'm not holding my breath. This whole situation is completely crazy making. The final possibility uh, is a fellow in the UK is going to send me a package with bolts in it through Parcel Force, and we'll see if Parcel Force can get packages here in a reasonable time frame and avoid customs, U.S. Postal Service. I mean, Pass Force is through the U.S. Postal Service. So anyway, long story short, everything I do that has a physical component to it that historically had required some degree of physical communication between England and the U.S. or Germany and the U.S. And this isn't just miniatures. This isn't just painted miniatures. This is sculpts, which ultimately you can't imagine what it would be like if it was lost in the Postal Service. And a bunch of additional, like, unique works are just completely different to miniatures, completely different to painted miniatures. I mean, painted miniatures, obviously, a painter has painted them, and they have additional intellectual property in the paint. But because of the situation, I was not recording any podcasts, and I haven't been recording any podcasts associated with My Rules Better, just because of the level of exhaustion and frustration, and that's still very present with this mystery lost package UPS situation. I'm in a state now where basically I don't want to use anything. So hence the down tools ruling, which really I don't like doing. I really goes against everything that I want to do because it creates bad faith and 
creates a situation where irrespective of the fact that everything has been paid for in some cases twice, there's still bad faith that's circulated because these things aren't part of a process. So for me in the short term, it means potentially, I mean, parcel force could still break through. Parcel force breaks through. We're still in a partially, you know, not quite working state, but let us hope. And associated with emotion, associated with a lot of this stuff, like the efforts that one puts into this, once you're actually paying money for things not getting through and just nonsense, it takes a lot of, you know, creates a lot of weight, which just isn't part of this thing, as far as I'm concerned. So let's talk about the Britannia Plus rules, the updated Britannia rules. What I'm doing there is I'm writing a series of stories about various adventurers and the movement people have through social hierarchies in this environment, with the view that these stories become the game. And I think I'll probably publish the stories with the rules, or maybe separate from the rules, just to give some indication of what the origins of the game were in story form, with the view that it's supposed to chart the lifetime of someone who's initially predominantly in the peasant class and moves their way through, very similar actually to the Warhammer role-playing game, that you're actually tracking people's evolution as, as characters and as people. And I think writing stories as a means of doing this is an interesting way of capturing the progress and then going back to actually writing rules around that uh, with the view that, you know, it seems like a different approach to rules writing, to have stories that you're looking to embody in the games. And it also gives a good sense, I think, to early players about the breadth of the games and the intention of the breadth of the games. So we'll see how that works out. I'm aiming to start playtesting probably, I was saying in a March time frame, and I've had to deal with all this nonsense associated with the getting stuff from A to B to C to D. So my anticipation is hopefully by July, uh, we'll have the stories out. I've got some playtesters in Australia. My hope is to utilize some of Barney Dicker's playtesters. It's not obviously going to be alluvial planes related and i've already asked the, the folk if they're interested in playing other games as well so things have been a little slow to start up with the alluvial planes games uh, this year but we are in early february so it's not really well mid-february actually so it's not really the end of the world but i think everyone's just taking a little bit longer to shake off the shackles so to speak and get back to semi-regular game playing so the aim would be to start playtesting this britannia plus thing in a June time frame for the playtesting, which means still two, three months worth of writing, which I've got allocated in various ways. But obviously, you know, Twin Girls, a bunch of additional stuff going on, the constant uh, testing, retesting COVID situation. So yes, there's a lot of other interesting pressures other than just a postal service not working uh, to get this thing to slow down a bit. But the aim is actually to get... A couple of the stories written up in rule form and then move on to a couple more of the stories and then write those up in rule form. So probably do them two stories by two stories going on, which I think will actually end us up in June with a good amount of rules ready to play test. Maybe a little bit scattershot, but you know, these things initially always tend to be that way. So definitely, you know, building on that kind of time frame. And my aim is to come back into the podcast and I don't know actually how the rules are going to be generated and distributed. I think initially we're going to have a small number of playtesters. And then also I want to utilize this podcast as a means of talking about certain aspects of rules dynamics that come up through the writing of the rules. 
And that will give a good amount of documentation. I really have been in a very strange headspace for the past few months, just actually working out what format these podcasts will take and the new normal and the stuff that I'm you know, dealing with. I think a lot of these podcasts are intentionally happy and lighthearted and focus on certain aspects of things. And if you're not feeling that, you're not going to be recording podcasts accordingly. So obviously in the past few months, some good news that came through is the knighthood for Ian Livingston. And I think that's something which has, has fascinated me. Ian uh, Livingston and Steve Jackson are still writing their Dice Men book or still it's in, I think it's in final editorial stage. So sometimes within the next couple of months, maybe three, four, five, maybe next year, early next year, I'll have the Diceman book. And also I have some Dave Taylor books, which came through a Kickstarter. I've also completely dropped Kickstarter. I had some correspondence at the end of last year and the start of this year associated with the amount of money I'd put into Kickstarter artificially because the systems were broken. These are primarily for, for uh, Kev Adams miniatures. The fellow had been distributing those had a problem with the system, which we tried to work through, but in the end, I just wanted to get my money out and feel remotely normal associated with that. So uh, in Salt Lake City in Utah, which is where I was based at the time briefly uh, for the end of the year, for the snow period, I worked through that and came to the realization that none of this money that I've been putting into Kickstarter was really yielding anything but more space-taking miniatures, and in this fellow's case, not even that. We weren't even getting through the miniatures that were supposed to be sent. So maybe pre-New Normal, maybe just in lineup of this uh, current situation, I came to that realisation. And I think a world without Kickstarter is an interesting place to be, uh, particularly when you're spending time writing rules and things with a potential at one time that they would have gone through Kickstarter. Now, who knows? Who knows what's happening? I know Barney Dicker's experimenting with various other platforms like kickstarter and i put uh, maybe three euros into something he was doing recently maybe just to seed the project with three euros uh, but yeah i'm not at that point of assessment yet i've kind of emerged from my cocoon so to speak just working out what is possible in the current world and what will hopefully be returning in the future one can't imagine what i've described will continue i mean i can't imagine how the ups store could continue to exist unless People are doing really mundane things like just getting documents signed and photocopied and things like that. No one was actually shipping anything to England, which was my wife's view. That's always been my, my wife's view that I'm unique in the what I do <laughs> and the way I do it. So anyway, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. And no doubt I'll add that little snippet to a future recording, hopefully when things improve. But also I'm stunned with the lack of communication around these kind of issues. I would have thought these kind of things would have been pretty front row center in general discussion. And instead, you know, the, the mundanity of what's presented is very curious. Anyway, Tom Barber still in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out. <laughs>